0: back to the Liquid Flannel Podcast. I am from Arlington, Texas, Matthew Hodges, joined as ever by my very good friend and excellent co-host, Brendan Williams, in Omaha, Nebraska. Brendan, nothing really has been going on this week, right? Yeah, it's another slow news week, you know. Just one of those slow news weeks. Everyone's just gonna, man... I haven't seen anything out here on in the my, plains, you know, it's
1: just same old, same haven't old, seen, you know,
0: just, yeah, I haven't seen anything on the old timeline that would, uh, would be, you know, something to have a conversation about. Certainly nothing worth getting in a bar fight about or anything yeah. like that.
1: Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be amazing if that happened? I mean, it's been, I know, I know, I know it will never happen ever again, but in some ways it could be slightly less crazy. Well, it might be kind
0: like, of nice. Yeah.
1: You know, remember when the news used to do, you know, those those weird stories? I was I was uh, just, you know, browsing the Internet the other day, just looking for something to take my mind off of the news. (laughs) And I was on YouTube and it was like, oh, you should watch Kitchen Nightmares. And I was like, yeah, that's fun. That's a fun thing. And then I went down that rabbit hole of Amy's Baking Company. Oh, yeah. yeah, Yeah,
0: totally. Do you remember when the
1: news was foolish enough to be like, did you guys see this crazy episode of Kitchen Nightmares? Let's all talk about it on the news for weeks. Right, right. It was a different
0: time. Well, I saw somebody talking on the timeline recently about how uh, maybe not better for civic engagement, but certainly better for everybody's level of stress, was back when there were literally only like one or two news outlets, and they were reporting on literally just one or two news stories per day so
1: like you would get the news like a thing that you would do to get the news is a thing that you would do like maybe once a day maybe twice a day if you're crazy right? you know you've like maybe watch the evening news or you listen to npr and your community. yeah or you're o- or
0: you're one of those weirdos who like in your small town in kansas or oklahoma like also subscribes to the new york times or something like that like you were probably an <laughs> right. investor so you wanted the stock reports or something like that yeah you do the
1: crossword yeah, or yeah whatever, whatever. Right. so you, <laughs> you just get it uh, and you just kind of read the headlines and go like oh yeah the news today huh okay i'm done with that now uh you know moving on Yeah, it's just not like that anymore. The news is just, you can't, it's everywhere. Yeah,
0: and the more you get involved with it, the more you realize you're missing out on stuff, and it it becomes an addiction. It's really hard to not follow. I mean, the same day that uh, the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, which I think we'll get into here shortly, were going on, also Elon Musk apparently is being brought up on fraud charges by the SEC, and also, like online drama is happening like the the Mike Dicta uh people apparently in a, are in a giant feud and uh, like, all of weird Twitter is going, like, what happened to all of the, like, the nice Twitter lawyers who now all apparently hate each other? You know, like, it, there's no end to it. You can't stop following this shit once you start following it, especially if you're on Twitter or, I mean, Facebook isn't great for getting your, uh, your immediate updates. But um, Twitter, Instagram, like, any of these places where it's just... It's a fire hose. It's drinking out of a fire hose, always.
1: No, I get all my news from uh, conservative Facebook uh, groups. Yeah. That's where, that's the best place to get your accurate and unbiased yeah, news coverage, sure. right? That's what I was told by <laughs> a lot of tech executives well, testifying before well, Congress. Gonna, if we're going to
0: talk about Kavanaugh, I, I, I think we had to start off then with uh, this meme that was going around about, uh, it was some like Patriots for Trump uh, like, Twitter group or something tweeted out, like, here, you know, here's, a, a, like, Bikers for Freedom, like, riding on Washington, D.C. to make sure that Brett Kavanaugh gets confirmed and also to arrest diane feinstein or whatever and it's got like citizens yeah exactly and it's got like how dare you investigate sexual assault i'm taking you and it's got like 135,000 retweets or something like that and it's footage of some big biker rally that happened in france like fucking five years ago
1: and france i thought the conservatives hated france what's going on well they
0: do i'm so confused they, they absolutely do hate france but the thing is a couple of people called out this account in the in the mentions in the menchies they're like hey this isn't <laughs> this is not accurate this is this is footage from several years ago some big yeah, like, biker I love, event i love in france.
1: trump but like i don't think this is no, actually happening no right no now. They,
0: they didn't even say that just like hey I, I i'm not sure this is correct and uh one of the other big meme accounts that uh, was like Trump for Patriots or something. It was like, oh, this is just uh, this is just by way of example, and right. and they're like, this oh, this th- metaphorically yeah, th- happening. Yeah, thank you, thank you for thank you for clarifying. Like retweeted, you know, hashtag MAGA, right? Yeah, but yeah,
1: I mean, they're out in full force. You know, it was funny because coming into the hearings that happened today, you know, I was like, man it's not gonna, you know, I'm not sure how this is gonna go. You know, this could, this could go real bad. Um, and it did go real bad, but, you know, not exactly in the way I was expecting. But then I realized, n- n- nobody, it, you're not changing anybody's right, mind on this. Right,
0: right. Well, and before we, before we go into the specifics, I think uh, it's important to point out that we're recording this on Thursday night after the big uh, Christine Blasey Ford uh, hearing. The vote, Theoretically should be tomorrow, so by the time you're hearing this episode, Brett Kavanaugh will be either confirmed or not confirmed. So, I think uh, to spare our listeners, um, us being behind the times, what we should do is say, Brett Kavanaugh was, and that makes us feel, All right, now we can talk about the thing.
1: What if they just delay the vote, though? See, there's just too many scenarios. No,
0: it's true. It's true.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the the testimony, I don't, I, I'm now struggling to think how Republicans thought that this would be helpful. Like, I don't understand why they agreed to do this, because if they're going to still vote to confirm him, why even go through it? Just say like, nah, not credible, you know, we're not going to. Doing doing this well, hearing I think they or were, do the hearing privately or something you know there's a lot of things that they could
0: have done I imagine, that wasn't this yeah, shit show. I imagine they were expecting her to come off as being I mean uh, you saw the picture of what she was facing down and it's literally like right. it, 19 yeah. like 70 to 80 year old vultures like old oh, white men you know uh, and and Ben sass um <laughs> uh, sitting there on that panel uh like I don't think that any of them had any thoughts about doing this beyond, well, we'll just bring the little lady up and she'll look like an idiot. And then, you know, right. we'll be able maybe to, maybe she'll
1: fall apart, you know, right. under scrutiny and say like, yeah, I maybe, don't really know. Oh, maybe, yeah, sorry. Maybe
0: she'll start crying every 15 fucking seconds.
1: That would just be, if somebody just started just randomly crying, that would be really weird. To testify. It would be very strange. Would be, yeah. They would be not credible if that occurred. Right. Uh, for sure. Um, But no, she did, like, as, I mean, better than anyone could expect. And also they forgot, like, she's a freaking medical, like, psychologist. Like, she has a doctorate. And so she's, like, literally giving them, like, a science lecture and being like, well... You know, the cortisone levels, you know, in (laughs) elevated stress situations, you know, make it so that your hippocampus is, you know, more easily readily available to make lasting memories. And that's why, you know, I remember this specifically. And they're like, oh, uh, good to know. I was hoping you wouldn't say that.
0: Right. Yeah, I was was hoping that we would be able to catch you out on something like uh, maybe something like... You say that you're afraid of flying, but you flew here. Checkmate. Right.
1: Yeah. Exactly. She's like, well, you know, sometimes, you know, I I have to do things that I'm afraid of doing, that is a, like that this, is absolutely this the, right now. That is
0: absolutely the dumbest bullshit. Because a lot of people are afraid of flying, and they also still fly places. It's what. Well, what and you they do. had
1: this whole, they had this whole structure of where they had. None of the Republicans were like, I don't want to directly talk to a woman like I, I'm I'm going full Mike Pence on this one. Don't want to actually talk to a woman directly. I'm going to have <laughs> my assistant do it for me. So they hired this lady who's like a freaking prosecutor or whatever right. to grill her. And then she's asking her, like, aren't you now you say you're afraid of flying, but yet one time you went on vacation. You know, <laughs> how could we believe anything you say? And it's like, this is what she's choosing to spend her extremely limited time in this questioning. on right. like, it just shows that they, they have no, they have no idea what they're doing. There's no way that they even have to disqualify her, to discredit her. Right. I mean, no, they and completely and utterly failed. And
0: I don't, I don't remember what the, uh, what the lawyer's name was, the the gal that they brought in to do the, like the cross-examination. It's like um, Mitchell or something It's, like it's that. something like that, but uh, what they didn't count on was also that person apparently is a, a an actual attorney with some standards for procedure. Right. So she was doing her job. She was doing what you do, like if you have somebody like cross examining them as if there were going to be a judge there saying like, you know, objection, you're leading the witness, or uh, you know, <laughs> right. irrelevance, or or anything like that. She was really honest and. Very straightforward about her questioning, which was not what the Republicans wanted. that was right and it, it, at one point, one of the guys later on
1: it, you know said like you know hey, she's not asking the the questions that we want her to ask or whatever It's like, well, then, why did you bring her here in the first place? Like you wanted her to go out, you know, nail this lady to the right. wall." And then when people are like, that was pretty crazy, you'd be like, well, it wasn't me. I mean, that lady did it. Yeah. <laughs> I had nothing yeah, to do exactly. with it. You know, that lady's crazy. You well, know?
0: and they, they were oh, well. all doing that. The, the whole way the, the hearing was structured was, uh, what was it? Every senator on the Judiciary Committee had five minutes to offer questions, but they all just turned their time over to her. So the ones who turned their time over to her uh, and she's out there just asking like straightforward questions and letting, uh, letting Blasey Ford, you know, answer them. That didn't make them happy. But then the ones who didn't turn their time over spent an entire five minutes just extemporizing on like, isn't it so great that like the Senate is like taking this seriously? And it's just like this total like self suck off <laughs> right. session, um, which also isn't helping their case.
1: Yeah. I mean, anybody who actually watched these things, it's it's almost like the debates with Trump and Hillary where you watch it and you're like, man, pff, did not look good. You know, up right. There. Uh, you know what? What a mess. Uh, you know, but then people are like, ah, oh, well, you know, well, we knew this was going to happen anyway. And it's like and then when when uh, when they switch and then Kavanaugh got out there, he also again, I thought that the Republicans were going to come after this woman hard and they really didn't, which I guess maybe was a smart thing for them to do, to not look bad by, like, attacking this well, I mean, this in woman, the... But, in like but the, then they indirectly attacked yeah, her in the, by... Yeah, in the
0: Me Too era, I don't think that you right. can, like, Anita Hill her. You can't just right. completely undermine this woman, especially somebody who has, you know, like, decades of being a well-respected, uh, you know, like, public persona and, like, well-respected... Um, researcher and professor.
1: But to me, the point of having this hearing is that so you as some Republican senator who's going to get reelected anyway and is already in, you know, you already have your vote decided that you just say, well, I don't care if I'm going to look unpopular. I'm going to get this done. And instead, they didn't do that. They sat back and did nothing. And so Brett Kavanaugh comes out and he is freaking out like he did not come off looking good at all compared to her like she did it very calmly you know very clearly and he was just stammering and yelling and he just I mean, did not make himself look how like many he was times, talking back to all the the senators
0: questions. how many him, like how very, many times did he bring up how much he loves beer and like he's he, you know he's asking uh, other senators like well right, you he, you like to drink don't you like what do you like to drink yeah she's like yeah did you ever blackout drunk or whatever and she's like
1: no. Uh, my, my father was like a violent alcoholic and she's he's like, Oh, right. Oh, geez. Yeah. Uh, awkward. Uh, but yeah, he went on Fox the other day and he was like, no, I'm not a big drinker or whatever. But then today he's like, Oh, drink, drink, drink all the time. Yeah. Of course. Everybody did and, it. Well, and everybody does no do it. No big deal. It, clearly. <laughs> right. Where it's like, at one, po- at one point, yeah, he said like, I like beer. We drank beer. Everybody drank beer. We drank, I like beer. I still drink beer. He just kept going on and on. And you're like, did you practice? Like, what? did you not think this was going to come up? Like, how do you not have a better response to be like, you know what? Maybe that's something I do need to work on, you know? Um, you know, or, maybe I do, maybe I do, or I don't do it yeah, anymore. You know, like he yeah, didn't say exa- that
0: exactly that thing that that kind of thing. You know, like the the AA thing is uh, to admit that you used to have a problem and then like move on. Like I've I've atoned for you know uh, things that I did once. Well, he couldn't probably say that because clearly he hasn't fucking atoned for anything he did when he was drunk as a kid.
1: Well, and that's the thing too, where it's like you would think if this guy is who he says he is. And he's like, I love church. You know, I'm very conservative. I take all this very seriously. That he would come out and be—it would be so easy. Right. It seems like for him to come out and say, "I've done a lot of reflection Dude, on that time. Absolutely. That's why I've rededicated myself to the church. I've confessed my sins to God. You know, I—I've made changes. I've
0: improved myself."
1: He doesn't. He, instead, he just says, "No, it's not a problem. No. Never did. Never. N- never did anything wrong ever." In my yeah, whole life.
0: exactly. Uh you know, George W. Bush when he was on the campaign trail and it came out that he had done cocaine maybe one time in the past was like, "Okay, yes, I did do that as, you know, as a young man. I'm over that now. Like now I'm now I'm sober, now I'm responsible." Right. Um, I gave my soul you know, to Jesus Christ. Yeah, exactly. Fucking uh like Obama did exactly the same thing. You know, everybody's like trying to get out of the shadow of Bill Clinton with the like I I, I like held it, but I never inhaled, which nobody fucking believed at the time. Anyway, you know, it would have been so easy for Kavanaugh to do that and just say, like, yeah, we were there's a long time. It ago. was a long time ago. It was kind of a party school. Uh, none of this ever happened. And anyway, I've cleaned up my act since then. Why didn't you do that? Because apparently it's easier for him to say, you know, go through the the process of like, no, she's lying. Uh, I never did that. Oh, also, I wasn't at that party. Oh, also, I'm a virgin. Like, go on, go on Fox News <laughs> right. and be like, you know, I I didn't even have sex until just like 20 minutes ago with my wife for the first time.
1: <laughs> Which is also like, okay, well that that literally has nothing to do, right? With yeah, what exactly. Here, like at, at exactly all, exactly right. Uh, but like, thanks for thanks for being creepy. Uh, that's very helpful. Right. Um, but no, he just came out and he ranted, and raved. He even said like, this is a conspiracy a liberal conspiracy sure. to get revenge for on Hillary Clinton or whatever. Right. And then now you have all these Republicans being like, well, he was very credible too. And it's like, is that what, is that what credibility right, is right, now? right
0: Yeah. And uh, fucking Lindsey Graham goes out there and he's like, you know, if this is, if this is the new insane. normal, if this is the new normal, then like nobody's ever going to get appointed to the Supreme court because, you know, you'll always be able to dig up some dirt on them. And everyone's looking at it going like, uh, Neil Gorsuch like he didn't you just did you just he, you did it you literally just did that shit
1: yeah and that's the craziest thing too uh there was a guy who was getting interviewed i think it was on cnn he was some guy who used to work for for trump uh and uh he was like you know this is why people need to get out and vote for republicans because you know if democrats win the the house and the senate you know these attacks are not going to stop this is what you're going to be seeing in hearings like this you know all the right. time and it's like His threat was like, you know, serious allegations of sexual assault are going to be taken seriously and (laughs) investigated, and we cannot allow that to happen. Like, you need – we need to stop this right now. And it's just like, how can this be – how can this be your position? And this whole thing was just such a farce. And that's, again, why I come back to like, I don't even understand what the Republicans thought that they would get out of this other than just making them look worse. And so this is why – it looks like he is going to be confirmed. No one has come out and said like, well, I'm not voting for Yeah, now. right.
0: Yeah. Like Su- but, Susan you know, Collins has not said that she's changing her votes. Uh, fucking like Joe Manchin hasn't said that he's changing his vote. Um, yeah, no, you're right. But uh, that, that whole, that whole idea of, you know, now, now, like all of the shit on senators and, and, uh, Supreme Court nominees and maybe even presidents is going to, you know, that's that's fair game now. And I think most people are looking at it going, good. Like, good. Why why is that not a good
1: thing? Also, the irony of this whole thing is that it already was fair game because they already impeached Bill Clinton for sexual impropriety. Right. And Brett Kavanaugh was the guy who did yeah. it, who orchestrated yeah, the whole thing. Right. He was working on Ken Starr's investigation. There's reports that he was the one that was pressing, you know, when they were going to interview Bill Clinton when he was a sitting president to say, we need to dig into his sordid, you know, sexual deviancy past. That's the only way that we can make him like unpopular enough to the to get people to go through with this. Yeah, right. Uh, And now he's like, we should never do that again. Like that's just unconscionable. And and back to Uh, and back
0: to Lindsey fucking Graham again. And he was like, this, this never happens to Democrats. He's like, okay, yeah, Bill Clinton, also Anthony Weiner, also Al Franken. And also, like most people on the left are like, yeah, Bill Clinton is uh, uh, like likely a rapist. Um, Anthony Weiner is an absolute fucking creep and deserves to be in prison. And Al Franken did some seriously heinous shit that I don't want him representing like democrats in in the senate either. So uh, if you're going to if you're going to make this case that like it, it this stuff coming out is it's just going to ruin like good men's lives, like you have to fucking clarify what you mean by good man because the democrats have been okay with just kicking people overboard when this kind of shit comes out. The republicans do not do that.
1: Well, and this is why you know, it's almost hilarious. It's like Trump set Republicans up to look bad because he didn't have to pick this guy and he did. But now that these allegations have come out, they can't say, well, these allegations are completely disqualified, right. these credible allegations, because Trump has way worse allegations and way more yep. allegations. And so they would have to say, well, so they're also disqualifying for President Trump, who's even, you know, theoretically... You know, on the same level of or just as important as a Supreme Court justice to be held to a higher standard. Absolutely. And so he's put them in an impossible bind where – even though it's so obvious to anybody who looks at the situation to just say, This guy, you shouldn't just, just get rid of this guy and just go yeah. with the next guy no, it, who's prob not a and rapist and they can't do it because it would make Trump look bad. Well,
0: it would make him look bad, and also I think that it's the the entire party has decided on a like a double down strategy at this point. That they know that they're in so deep on this just egregious nonsense, just Absolute monstrous behavior. That if they start backing off on it at all, somebody's gonna go like, "Well, if that's the standard you're applying, like, why don't we apply it to Roy Moore? Why don't we apply it to right. President Trump? You know, um, they they've all they've all gone in all in on running these absolute fucking ghoulish vampires, and if they don't win, then." You know, the entire House of Cards falls apart.
1: Well, and it just it again, if to anyone who's paying attention, it just reveals how, you know, the the ridiculous rank hypocrisy and the fact that all of these all of these arguments that Republicans are making, they don't even care about. Right. Because all they care about is just achieving their political ends getting this guy in the supreme court so he can protect trump so he can pass whatever votes he wants well so when they said hey i'm gonna hold my nose and vote for trump even though trump's a terrible person because then he'll just be another republican vote and then that's all that really matters they don't care about finding the truth they don't care about if he did it or not when it was bill clinton up there they said this is immoral you know how can we deal with this this is a you know a national emergency But now that it's Trump, it's like, I can't believe people are making such a big deal about this. It doesn't, in fact, you know, he can still do a great job. You know, this is this is all ridiculous. And it just, uh, again, it just exposes like Lindsey Graham. When Trump was running, Lindsey Graham used to say, Trump's a con artist. You know, if we elect Trump, everyone's going to (laughs) hate us and we deserve it. And now he's Trump's biggest fan. And
0: likewise, Trump said, you know, Trump is on record as saying like, Lindsey Graham is the dumbest person I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is Didn't amazing. he
1: tweet out Lindsey Graham's cell phone number or whatever? Uh, it, did he? <laughs> did he really? I think, I think that did. It to, he was like, everybody call Lindsey Graham and tell me he's so stupid oh or whatever. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah, amazing.
0: Well, and uh, it, to, to wrap this, this segment up, I think um, one thing that has really stuck out to me that kind of got lost in the hearings today was that this this pre existing thing where uh, the Federalist Society uh, focus on the family, the American Enterprise Institute, um, Donald Trump, all of Donald Trump's all voters are like, we have to put Brett Kavanaugh on the court because he will overturn Roe v. Wade, and the one person who doesn't seem to know that is Brett Kavanaugh. He's like, oh, I, I couldn't, you know, I, I I wouldn't be able to like judge that one way or the other before a case comes before me it's like you know and then and then you bring up like he's gonna overturn roe v wade and they point to like well he said that he'll keep an open mind it's like the (laughs) only reason you fucking want him on the court is so he'll overturn roe v wade
1: well and that could not have been more clear today during his testimony when he's saying like this is a democratic hit job this is you know a smear orchestrated by the democratic party because they hate trump right. and they hate republicans and they're just out to you know trick everybody and all, and it's like aren't you supposed to be weren't you the guy 2 days ago who was like i'm an impar- i'm just calling shots yeah. you know i'm not for one side or the other here <laughs> you know i'm a totally impartial guy who's just going to re- love the constitution sure. and it's like well cl- like clearly that's not true
0: yeah there's 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 nobody more impartial than a white male wealthy prep school kid who has never faced consequences for anything that he's done in his entire life to be able to judge the merits of cases affecting people that he literally has never had contact with
1: right and never would want to because it's right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gross <laughs> right like when that like when that parkland uh, shooting dad Tried to shake his hand, and he was just like, "Oh, poor, right. yeah, trying to yeah, touch yeah. me, like, oh, get me out of here."
0: Yeah. And uh, uh, one, one more, one more little thing: um, the gal who confronted Lindsey Graham in the uh, in the chamber oh, today yeah. and was like, "Hey, I got raped," and he was like, "I don't know what to tell you. Like, go talk to the cops and just fucking yeah, like turn around. The, yeah. You should go call the cops. Jesus or whatever. Christ! Like,
1: oh yeah, that that never goes wrong, right. right? You know, when you call the cops, cops never sexually assault anyone." You know, cops. They cops are, they are always,
0: 100% always acts believe the victim. Them. Yeah,
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Cops never just say like, "Why are you wasting my time with this? Get it. Get out of here." Um, well, and that's the thing too, where it's like all these Republicans who were like, "Well, why didn't they call the cops? Why didn't they call?" Co-? Is is that really what you want to happen? Like every time? Have you been listening to Serial?
0: No, I I've never listened to Serial.
1: So in the first. I think it's the first episode of Serial, season three. It's this great podcast, and the season three is all about the, like, Cleveland, like, justice system, basically. Um, and in the first episode, there's a case where a lady was hanging out in a bar. Multiple dudes were sexually harassing her and groping her in the bar. And she was telling him to get off repeatedly, you know, calmly at first. And then it kind of got more heated And then more people got involved and it eventually escalated into a brawl. And then the cops came in to break up the brawl and ended up saying that in the confusion, the victim of sexual assault struck one of the cops. And so then they were charging her with like assaulting a police officer. Where again, she is a victim of sexual assault. Who was defending herself, and there's video evidence of this, but they still say, "Well, you know, you 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 shouldn't have hit a cop, though. You know, even though you didn't know it was a cop, even though you had no idea what was going on, even though you were getting attacked by multiple people at once, you shouldn't have you shouldn't have done that." And again, it just exposes, you know, this joke about, "Well, they should have just gotten involved with the criminal justice system," where it's like, you know what, I don't think Republicans want to take the position of like anytime you get slapped on the ass at a bar you should be calling the cops and having you <laughs> no, arrested. obviously that's clearly not, not their position no. but yet that's what they claim when they think it it benefits yeah them. sure well and uh, and even nobody <laughs> nobody wants yeah, that
0: yeah no like, and and chuck made a really good point on twitter that like when did republicans become the party of not believing women when they said that they've been sexually assaulted oh it was when they We're able to uh, plausibly deny that they're involved in, like, the lynchings of the black men who do it.
1: Right. Again, yeah, it's like, it just makes you reevaluate all that stuff where you're like, oh, I guess it turns out they didn't actually care that a woman got sexually assaulted. It was just an excuse for them to murder black people. Um, And just like they don't care now if somebody gets sexually assaulted, unless they're a Democrat and they can use it to their advantage, then they care. They could pretend to yeah, care a Absolutely. Lie. But as, as if it was just a Republican, then it's like, hey, well, now, like, let's not, you know, how can we really know? How can anybody really know anything ever? You know, we could call witnesses. Nah, not, a, you know, let's not do that.
0: Jesus. Well, we have talked on this for about a half an hour now. We already, too, uh, too much. We already told you the end of the story, uh, theoretically, by the time this episode comes out. Yeah, um, we'll see. I, I'm sure that every single other podcast that you listen to will be talking about this also so uh well the be-
1: the best part is even if he does get confirmed republicans going to pretend like well that's the end of it then Where it's like well no not really <laughs> you know this is still an ongoing
0: thing oh, there some, like, there's more some there's some very people c- could
1: come forward more information's yep. going to come out there so they think that confirming it was going to end this. It's absolutely. There not. are some
0: very angry people on the left and some of the more, uh, reasonable voices even are talking about how, like, maybe we need to investigate how his, like, what was that $200,000 debt that nobody really believes was actually about baseball tickets anymore? How did that get paid off and why, and who did it and was it legal? Uh, it, it'll be, but who paid be,
1: for the lie detector, Matt? Yeah.
0: all right who paid who paid the 50 we're gonna take a break
1: so lindsey graham
2: says to me please please whatever you can do you know what i'm saying i said what's this guy beggar he's like begging me to help him with fox and friends so i say okay and i'll mention your name he said could you mention my name i said yes i'll mention." and he gave me his number and i found the card I wrote the number down. I don't know if it's the right number. Let's try it. (laughs) 202-228-0292. I don't know. Maybe it's, you know, it's three, four years ago, so maybe it's an old number. 202-228-0292. So, I don't know. Give it a shot.
1: (laughs) Your local politician, you know? He won't fix anything, but at least he'll talk to you. I find myself questioning... What is wrong with Republican culture that it just encourages this sort of, you know, antisocial behavior? I, I think there's just something wrong right. with the culture in these institutions that's driving people to behave this way.
0: If they lived in Chicago, like if all of them lived in Chicago, <laughs> Republicans would be calling for like Congress and the president to do something about it.
1: Call in the troops. Right. And get these drunk Republicans under control.
0: Oh my God, he did say that, didn't he? He was gonna send the <laughs> troops into Chicago. Because into Chicago. that's
1: that that would help, right? Just get the troops
0: in there. <laughs> right. As as we discussed in the last the last segment, adding cops to a situation like this always makes it better.
1: Right. To continue this trend of Republicans hypocritically behaving badly but from a local angle this time with a twist recently nebraska state auditor charlie jansen
0: charlie jansen
1: was revealed by a world herald omaha world herald investigation which is almost funny to say because when you hear (laughs) what the the details of the investigation process were where, like, they just tried to go talk to this guy, and they were like, where is this guy at? It seems like he's never at his office. And they were like, you should check the bar down the street. He literally just hangs out there for way more than he's ever at his right. office.
0: Well, it's it's also kind of a funny statement because, uh, I mean, I've, I've been reading the World Herald since I was a little kid. And most of it is, like, AP news releases. Right. When you say investigative journalism, I don't think the Omaha World Herald is the first outlet that pops into your mind right
1: there's a link in there that they're like how did we put this story together and it's just very straightforward where we're like well we we checked on him and yeah, we found he was just at the bar (laughs) we didn't do it very routinely because our reporter had to go on vacation for like a week (laughs) in there yeah we checked out him like a hundred different times and over half of the times you know he was at the bar sometimes until like four in the afternoon he would leave and be like, going to lunch, wouldn't come back until four
0: o'clock. Ridiculous. Right, yeah. Well, it, and the the story says uh, over the past 20 working days, the auditor on at least 10 of those days had lunch at a Lincoln sports bar and was observed on five of those days drinking beer. Um, but the lunches often ran more than three hours, which is like, look sometimes you just pop down to the local pub to have you know a sandwich or something but and and i don't i don't even personally have a problem with somebody having a beer at lunch you know i'm not i'm no puritan myself but three hours that does seem excessive especially if you're a state auditor who's supposed to be overseeing the rest of what the government does oh for sure
1: look i don't mind yeah like go out to lunch or whatever and like If you take a long lunch every once in a while, but if they send a reporter to check on you a hundred times and over half the time you're not there because you're hanging out at a bar, that's not good. That's not a good track record. That's not like, hey, this is I'm being smeared because just because I, you know, sometimes I take a long lunch. (laughs) This is not what's happening here. Yeah. And it's because this guy is just an appointee from the governor and he knows that he doesn't actually care. And that, in fact, the Republican agenda is audit things like, come on, that's like government overreach. Like, why? Why bother? Why bother? (laughs) Look into how the state's spending its money because Republicans control the state. So what are you what are you doing poking around out here? So it's to their benefit that he doesn't do that. But so so now he comes out and he says, well, hey, uh, I never said.
0: I was perfect. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So, so he does his bullshit, you know, Republican, like, Brett Kavanaugh apology, where it's like, I I never said I did everything perfect, but I, I'm not guilty of these things that you've accused me of. Uh, but apparently the office is also taking this tack of he's a constitutionally appointed officer, and so constitutionally he's not required to work 40 hours a week. <laughs> Right. Like, there's not there's not a violation of law because, like, the Constitution doesn't say he has to work a full day, you know? Boom. Whatever, as long as he's getting his
1: job done. These are the same Republicans who, like, complain that there's warning labels on everything or whatever. And they're like, how stupid do people have to be or whatever? And it's like, look, I'm not legally required to do my job, okay?
0: The 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 party of moral uprightness <laughs> and the party of personal responsibility is going like, I don't know, it's actually good that this guy, like... Can get his work done by apparently 10 o'clock in the morning and then go spend six hours a day at a fucking sports bar drinking. But
1: that's funny because that's part of his argument where he's like, we've done this work uh, of the auditing so efficiently and effectively that it doesn't even matter that I'm not there doing work uh, because we're doing such a great job. (laughs) Right. That, (laughs) you know, I'm so good at my job, I only have to do it half the time.
0: Sweet deal. Which actually, I mean, if you think about it, that's probably true from a Republican perspective, right? I mean, a Republican state auditor is not going to look at the excesses of the Pete Ricketts administration and go like, "Oh, there are problems here." You're just gonna roll over. You're gonna (laughs) you're gonna rubber stamp all that shit. Exactly.
1: And so, how how do you think you know how did the Republican Party as a whole you know respond to this? Audacious reporting.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm going to assume that as the party of personal responsibility, they immediately called for an investigation. They called local law enforcement to see if there was any kind of uh, criminal uh, violation here and probably are looking to replace him in the next election, right?
1: Yeah. If you guessed that they immediately accused the guy running against Pete Ricketts, the current Republican governor, Bob Crist of drinking then you would be 100 percent correct
0: (laughs) damn i was so close that's
1: exactly what they did they said like you know who the real drinkers are the dems even though this guy is not even a democrat he's running as a democrat but he was a republican until like a few months before the election when he switched his party to run so they released some videos of bob christ him at a restaurant not even drinking but just at a restaurant and said, like, look at this guy drinking on the job over here. He's clearly not qualified to be the governor. And they're like, he's not even drinking in the video. He's just sitting at a table or whatever.
0: It's like. Also, was it during the day or out with his wife at night? Unclear. Yeah.
1: yeah no, it's it's completely. They, they released three different videos. One of them shows him like sitting at a table chatting with somebody else who's a state senator. So he's literally working. He's at the he's at the restaurant having lunch with a colleague or after
0: work. Can we play the real, real quick of uh, all of the times that Brett Kavanaugh said how much he loves drinking beer. We'll just play <laughs> yeah. that right now. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> I drank beer with my friends. Sometimes I had too many beers. I liked beer. I still like beer. Had beers have some beers. One beer drink beer. Drinks beer. Drank beer and drinking beer. You've probably had beers, Senator. Beach Week Ralph Club, biggest contributor. You know, I got a weak stomach, whether it's with beer. I like you beer asked for that. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. Do you like beer, Senator or not? Um what do you like to drink? Next one hanging out and having some beers with friends, which I gladly do and which I fully embrace. It's such a confusing position. Do they love beer? Do they hate beer? I I
1: can't get it straight. I don't.
0: Right. Well, they they love beer when it's anybody on their side and they hate beer when it's 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 literally the the, you know, the the if by whiskey argument, right? No. Yeah. So the the if by whiskey argument is uh, it comes from a 1952 speech by (laughs) a guy named. Noah S. Sweat Jr.
1: <laughs> nice. Uh,
0: yeah, his uh, his nickname was Soggy. Oh,
3: so, that makes so, sense. So, so,
0: yeah, so- 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 Soggy Sweat from Mississippi back in uh, 1952 uh, asked whether or not Mississippi should uh, prohibit uh, alcoholic beverages, and he says. My friends, I had not intended to discuss this controversial subject at this particular time. However, I want you to know that I do not shun controversy. On the contrary, I will take a stand on any issue at any time, regardless of how fraught with controversy it might be. You have asked me how I feel about whiskey. All right, here is how I feel about whiskey. If when you say whiskey, you mean the devil's brew, the poison scourge, The bloody monster that defiles innocence, dethrones reason, destroys the home, creates misery and poverty, yea, literally takes the bread from the mouths of little children. If you mean the evil drink that topples the Christian man and woman from the (laughs) pinnacle of righteous, gracious living into the bottomless pit of degradation and despair and shame and helplessness and hopelessness, then certainly I am against it. But... If when you say whiskey, you mean the oil of conversation, the philosophic wine, the ale that is consumed when good fellows get together, that puts a song in their hearts and laughter on their lips, and the warm glow of contentment in their eyes, if you mean Christmas cheer, if you mean the stimulating drink that puts the spring in the old gentleman's step on a frosty, crispy morning... If you mean the drink which enables a man to magnify his joy and his happiness, and to forget, if only for a little while, life's great tragedies and heartaches and sorrows. If you mean that drink, the sale of which pours into our treasuries untold millions of dollars, which are used to provide tender care for our little crippled children, our blind, our deaf, our dumb, our pitiful, aged, and and infirm, to build highways and hospitals and schools, then certainly I am for it. This is my stand. I will not retreat from it. I will not compromise.
1: So many great nicknames. Soggy.
0: I don't know if I would go with that one.
1: (laughs) Well, I forgot to mention that when they reported on this guy drinking all day, the auditor guy, the uh, chair of the Nebraska Democratic Party said, called him Chugging Charlie, (laughs) which I guess is is fine. I don't know. That
0: makes him sound so much cooler.
1: (laughs) When uh, When the Republicans accused Bob Christ... Of drinking, they call him Tequila Bob. Which, it doesn't...
0: uh, It doesn't scan quite as well, does it? Tequila Bob? Yeah, they could have
1: gone with, like, Boozy Bob or something. Boozy Bob would have been
0: good. Yeah, Bourbon Bob, maybe. Would they spot him having, like, a a margarita, I guess?
1: But, yeah, I mean, this line of attack where they're like, our state auditor, who works for the Republican administration, is caught drinking on the job repeatedly by reporters documented hundreds of you know instances yeah yeah o-
0: over and over
1: and they're like well you know that's fine you know he said he was sorry like give give it a rest guys <laughs> right and so then they would just respond to me like well this guy went to a restaurant one time what a jerk and it's like what point are you trying to make here what are you trying to say like you're discrediting yourself with this line of attack it, it just doesn't even make sense yeah
0: absolutely yeah, you got the Nebraska State Party, the the state like GOP apparatus going like this guy is out of touch with his constituents because he can afford to eat at a restaurant. Like <laughs> Nebraska GOP, well, welcome to hashtag leftism.
1: Well, it's the same thing with uh, with Ted Cruz and Beta O'Rourke, where you know Ted Cruz is like, you know, who used to be in a band, you know, not me, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, and you know his new one where. He was like, look, look at this video of Beta O'Rourke in a black church saying, like, I don't think the cops should shoot black people in their own homes. Oh, that was that was unbelievable. And getting a yeah. standing ovation. And he's like, is this really what you guys want to vote for? And it's like, Ted Cruz, why are you sharing this? This is not yeah. helping you.
0: Well, you know, the reason that he's sharing it, though, is because Beta O'Rourke is talking well, what about-, about
1: the black Ted Cruz voters. He just might drive them away. <laughs> why is he not concerned about that? Oh, yeah. No, I we, we
0: know we know exactly. There's no better explanation. Just Occam's razor explanation of why Ted Cruz shared that particular video of Betta O'Rourke in a black church talking about police brutality against innocent, unarmed black men is because he's dog whistling. He he absolutely knows what his audience is and they fucking hate black people. That's it. That is the simplest and most correct explanation. That's exactly where they shared it. You've got a bunch of online people going like, Are oh, are you are you campaigning for beta or work now? Like, no, no, he's not. He's campaigning exactly to his base. He's campaigning to Trump voters, people who are so involved and so invested with their own culture of grievance against multiculturalism or the idea that they have to confront any kind of privilege that they have, that simply talking to black people should be a disqualifying thing.
1: But doesn't Ted Cruz already have those voters? Like, I guess he needs them to turn out and not be like, ah, Ted Cruz sucks so bad that I'm not even going to bother.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing. I mean, even Trump hates him. Like Beto outstripped Cruz in fundraising like weeks ago. And the various polls and little election metrics have moved it, moved the needle from leaning Republican to it's kind of a toss up at this point. So yeah, now Ted Cruz is running scared because he needs his voters to actually show up for him. I don't personally have a ton of enthusiasm that Beto is gonna take the Senate seat, but god damn it would be nice if he did.
1: It would be nice for Ted Cruz to go from I mean, he basically got second place for getting the nomination to run for president. Right. He was like the next guy after Trump. So just going from that to being like, Oh, you couldn't even win re election as a Republican in Texas. Like yeah. it would be it would be stunning. I mean it would be it would be an amazing political upheaval
0: for sure well and it's been it's been so fantastic watching him suck up to trump after trump is the one who you know uh said trump trump stopped just short of co-signing the conspiracy theory that ted cruz is the zodiac killer I'm surprised he didn't go all in on that. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised that he didn't also. It's 100% his style. And also, like, that's kind of cool. That's that's a cool (laughs) thing to believe about Ted Cruz. Uh, But now to see Ted Cruz, you know, trying to suck up to Trump when he said just horrible things about him and his family well
1: when's that rally going down that has to be soon right
0: yeah right well i was i was gonna save this for my high note but it it seems like a good place to talk about it now my friend and i attended a, a live stream of the first debate between beto and ted cruz and we were at a an alamo draft house up in irving texas uh in a fairly hip area so it was it was very much like a like a democratic leading like Beto friendly sort of venue. And one of the things that really struck me was so, one of the questions came up about, uh, you know, like Ted Cruz, Donald Trump has said horrible things about you and about your family and about your wife. Like, why are you getting along with him now? <laughs> and Ted Cruz gave this kind of mealy mouth, like, uh, you know, I don't I don't agree with the president on every single thing, but, you know, we need to uphold Republican values and stuff. And then they flipped over to Beto, who gave a similarly mealy mouth, like bullshit response to the whole thing when all he needed to do, literally all he needed to do to absolutely lock the Texas vote was say, I don't think that I would ever support a man who said such horrible things about my wife. Like, <laughs> right. Where did Ted Cruz's balls go that he he's going to, like, suck up to this guy who said horrible things about his family? Well, Uh, he could he could have answered that in 10 seconds and absolutely locked.
1: I I did kind of like his answer, though, because his his answer was basically like, look, it's not my business if Ted Cruz is a giant pushover who (laughs) will just suck up to anybody (laughs) you know, to to make a quick buck. That's Ted Cruz's business. I wish he had said that, though. Well, he kind of did. But he, again, he said it in a more politician-y way, where he was like, look, it's not my business. I you know That's not what I would have done. But if Ted Cruz wants to support him, I'm not going to say he can't support him or he shouldn't support him. He could do whatever he wants. But what I am concerned about is that, you know, not only does Ted Cruz not stand up for himself and his family, but he doesn't stand up for you, the people of Texas or whatever. Like, I don't know. I thought it was... As yeah. good of an answer as you can expect from 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 a politician. I yeah, guess.
0: but that's uh, I mean, uh, honestly, that's my problem with Beto O'Rourke is that right. he's kind of an empty shirt. He kind of well, he kind of ducks out of any of these, you know, it, a place where somebody set it up. It, he's playing fucking t ball, right? Right. Uh, Ted Cruz is one of the most disliked politicians in the entire country, and Beto has the opportunity to show Texans a new thing. And what he's doing is he's running the Hillary Clinton playbook. Right. You know, like we we got to we got to stay civil. We got to keep it only to the issues. We've got to keep even the issues have to be, you know, kind of progressive policies, not anything that's kind of radical that actually might fucking influence anybody's lives. Not don't get me wrong. I'm going to be making phone calls for the guy because anybody's better than Ted Cruz. But. I'm still kind of bummed out about the candidate because he, I don't know, he just doesn't seem to stand for anything. Yeah. And he can't stand up for himself when he gets attacked.
1: Nah, it's it's a tough one because, again, I, I recognize as some, some pretty leftist dudes in some red states, you know, I recognize that it's tough for Democratic politicians in red states to get out there and, you know, say things that are going to get people who are on the left fired up, like... They know that that's not historically, you know, the majority of the voting public. It could be, you know, it, but I guess it takes more work or it's a bigger risk to say, you know, let's play for, our, you know, expanding our base or whatever, and getting our base more energized versus doing the thing that they've always done, which is saying, you know, hey, look, there's Republicans out there who are also, you know, sick of Trump's, they don't like Ted Cruz, you know, sure, we don't want to be like, fuck you guys, you're idiots. You know, then they'll be like, well, never mind. Like, maybe I was gonna vote for you and hold my nose. But now never, you know, you don't want to piss those people off.
0: But I don't buy it. I don't buy it in Texas. And I don't buy it in Nebraska. I think that the thing that the Democrats do is to assume that the the voting the big voting block like particularly the republican voting block but also any right i don't un, i still don't understand how anybody's undecided in this political climate but whatever that's still a voting block they assume that what you need to do is flee to the right in order to like attract these votes when i don't think that's right i think what you need to do is offer people something um recognize where the actual like economic center of the country is and offer that group of people something
1: like health care. That went over over super well, right?
0: (laughs) Well, I, the Texas electorate likes the idea of a Medicaid expansion and Beto absolutely slammed Cruz in the debate saying they left something like $10 billion on the table, you know, by not taking the Medicaid expansion and and people that that resonated with people, you know that, and that's under fucking Obamacare. Think what he could do if he came out strong for Medicare for all.
1: Yeah, well, which even Obama has done at this point. But I, I think, ah, eh, kind of taking it from like a pragmatist kind of a conservative Democrat perspective, you know, you're saying, well, that's long game, right? Like, there's short game and there's long game. Short game is this election. It's not going to help me win centrist votes in this election or whatever, but. You know, that is the long game. And again, I think people recognize that. And that's why I think Democrats are just they're not recognizing this political climate where people who are that engaged in politics, they know that politicians are being disingenuous and they're tired of it. And they showed that with Trump, because when Trump and these Republicans get out there, like when Lindsey Graham's throwing his shit fit at the Supreme Court here, <laughs> you know, he's not thinking like, oh, is this going to win over centrist voters? He he doesn't care, right? No. Because what does win people over is passion, is... Actual fucking leadership. Being bold. Ah, right, exactly. And so that's why I think they fall down, is that instead of going out and saying, and, and taking what's perceived to be the easy shots or whatever, be like, I don't want to tear down Ted Cruz too bad, where it's like, Oh, actually, no, you do because he's yeah. uh, he's already unpopular. Like, kick him while he's down. Like that's how you win. But instead, Absolutely. they say like, when we need to take the high road, you know, we need to be civil, and it's like that's not the political climate right now. Like, you're yeah, not winning no anyone over on either side. No, with that,
0: that that Michelle Obama, when they go when they go low, we <laughs> go high. It's like no, when they go low, you lose. That's what happens because you're you're not willing to play the same fucking game that everybody else is playing.
1: Well, and again, it's it's so funny to see all these Republicans up there saying like Lindsey Graham, when he went on his rant, said, we know what the game is here. You know, Democrats don't even care about this sexual assault thing. All they want to do is just somehow leave this Supreme Court seat open so that they can, like, retake the Senate and get their own Supreme Court in there. And isn't that terrible? And it's like, yeah, it is. And you literally just did it. Yep. You just did that. And now you're saying, isn't it terrible that they want to do that? You know, we need to do everything we can to stop them. And and Democrats are not saying that. And that's the craziest thing to me is that Democrats won't get out there and say, well, you know, when you say, should we impeach Trump? They're like, oh, well, you know, I don't know. It's like, you should have been saying we should impeach Trump from day one because there's stuff yep. you can say he should be impeached on this. And no, you can't argue against it because they're like, he's violating the Constitution. He should be impeached. Sure. On the emoluments clause, he didn't give up his businesses. There's a million things you could be saying. But yet you yep. say like, well, you know, we don't want to ruffle any feathers and get people yeah, mad no, exactly. at us or whatever. It's, a, it's,
0: a, it's this fetishization of like political norms, which have completely gone out the window at this point, And the Dems are still playing. They're not even playing catch up. They're right. still playing by the old rule set, which is so frustrating.
1: And the Republicans are in the position where... They're the party of supporting Trump who has destroyed all political norms, but then at the same time also saying we need to respect these norms when it benefits us. It's an untenable position to take, but the Democrats – they do it because they know Democrats can't disagree with them because Democrats say, well, you're right. I wish it was
0: more civil. You know,
1: yep. Thank you, Republicans.
0: No, absolutely. For
1: saying it. It's such an obvious ploy and they fall for it every time.
0: The Dems give the game away every single time it's fucking Charlie Brown in the football. <laughs> Wiley Coyote like opening up a new crate of you know this is like my rocket sled or my catapult or something like everybody know everybody in the audience knows right. that this is just gonna completely backfire on them.
1: When we have uh, the next centrist Democrat president, I'm sure the Republicans will change their ways. And be ready to compromise and move <laughs> forward in a spirit of altruistic bipartisanship uh, for the good yes, of the, the uh, country and the world.
0: The the siren song of political civility that we've been hearing since uh, what, like the year nineteen ninety eight, right? <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's let's take a break there. That's kind of sad. It's kind of sad, yeah. honestly. Maybe we should maybe we should try to bring this out on a. Maybe a high note. There might be a high note.
1: Of all the the weeks to need one, but (laughs) it's going to be tough. We'll see what we can scrounge up out there.
3: I drank beer with my friends. Sometimes I had too many beers. I liked beer. I still like beer. Had beers. Have some beers. One beer. Drink beer. Drinks beer. Drank beer and drinking beer. You've probably had beers, Senator. Beach Week Ralph Club biggest contributor. You know, I got a weak stomach, whether it's with beer. I like you beer. for that. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. do you like beer, Senator, or not? Um, what do you like to drink? Next one. Hanging out and having some beers with friends, which I gladly do, and which I fully embrace.
0: Well, hopefully that worked. Uh, hey. Hey. Audience, we uh we are joined for our high note by a very special drop-in guest, my friend Alexis Alexis Hello. Biddle. Hey, buddy.
1: Thanks for bringing some light into our life. We needed a a lift up <laughs> yeah. after all
2: yeah, of the I, depressing I, news. It's been a bit of a yeah, dark episode. I wasn't episode. tuned in earlier, but it sounds like uh, you were talking about the events of today. <laughs>
0: yeah, we're just we're just talking about current events, so it's it's nice to have you uh, bring a little. A little ray of sunshine into our lives.
2: <laughs> right on. Well, I'm glad to be here. Thanks, guys.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Does anybody have... So, Brennan, I, I joked earlier that my high note was going to be going to that uh, Ted Cruz Beto O'Rourke debate, but then we ended up talking a about sad that. High yeah, note. it was That's really a bad. sad high note but anyway. <laughs> no, I mean, so what was high about it was I was in a, a very Beto... Very democratic-friendly audience, and kept making jokes and, uh, like for instance, at one point Ted Cruz said something like, "Uh, like we've never seen you know anything that violated the norms of a, uh, Supreme Court nomination before, you know, like this." And I just yelled out, "Merrick Garland!" and the entire and the entire theater just fucking busted up. Um, which was, that was really nice. And after, after the thing, uh, we are like I said, we were at an Alamo draft house. So we were kind of waiting for our check to come. Cause we got a couple of beers and like loaded fries or whatever. Um, and I'm waiting out in the hall and people were walking by going like, dude, you were great in there. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of wish that I had had some business cards for liquid flannel.
1: Professional heckler.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, it was, it was going pretty well, though. Um yeah, it was it was pretty fun making making fun of Ted Cruz. I don't know. I I think that might be my my main high note from the week is just you know, going to this debate and making a bunch of people laugh about just how obviously absurd and hypocritical this political system is.
1: Awesome. Huh. Yeah. Um good as good as we can expect in this uh <laughs> In this, in our troubled I, times, I, I mean, um, you know, my my high note. No, no, no go for it. So oh, go ahead. No, <laughs> no, no, please. Uh, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just wallowing
2: in sorrow about like the 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 dire straits of white male privilege. It's 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 on the it's on the it's on the edge <laughs> right now. I know.
0: this is not a high note, Alexis. We brought you on to right, help us out with this. the high note.
1: This is a real tipping this is a real tipping out. point. If we can't if if we can't get a rapist on the Supreme Court, then, you know, all of white maledom is lost.
2: Yeah,
0: my thoughts exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm in favor, honestly. Um, you know, we we mentioned it earlier on the show that, you know, you had uh Christine Christine Blasey Ford facing down like 92 92-year-old senators, um, just like... Why Why are all of the Republican senators, like, four feet tall? That's what I want to know.
1: They're dehydrated.
0: <laughs> yeah, dehydri- dehydrated or possibly mummified. And, and their average or age
1: is,
2: like
0: they haven't 80 years old, so their spines are
2: compressing.
1: Right. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, look, do you know who the first... Uh, Republican woman on the Senate Judiciary Committee was?
0: No. No, who was
1: it? No one. There's never been one.
0: Oh, god never. damn. <laughs> oh, I've been hoodwinked.
1: And there still isn't. I mean, again, it's like, it's just like owning Ted Cruz. Like, all you have to do is just state simple facts, and they're just unbelievable owns. <laughs> because all you have to just say is like, Ted Cruz is, is an idiot. And you're right. like, yeah, no, <laughs> nope, you got him there. It's like... They make the argument against themselves to say, you know, this is how we've been running things, and isn't it going great? You know, now we're going to get an accused rapist, you know, on the section <laughs> on the Supreme Court. Yeah, cool. That's uh It's going so great. You
0: know, vote for us. Well, I mean, you've got one in the White House already, so. Right. You know, why? 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 Uh, why? Why slow down the train when it's just barreling yeah. forward? The
1: double down strategy is working <laughs> so good.
2: Well,
0: all right, so.
1: Well, my high note is, oh, go, no, please.
2: <laughs> All right. So I ha- actually have a high note to share with you. You too. Good uh, lord. I had a rough week. Oh, what's up?
1: I'm so excited.
0: Okay. Uh,
2: so I-, I had a rough week and, you know, it started out about a week ago sick. Uh, learned that I did not pass the bar exam for the first uh, t- time that I took it. And uh, also.
0: Hey, buddy, join the club. Yeah. <laughs> right
2: yeah it's very and also large also in uh, about wh- wh- it, was, it was in the week that led up to the, wh- I'm moving right now like in the next few days uh, and so this has been a pretty stressful like last week but an upside to it is that uh, today I drove my first load of my things from I live near Bend Oregon and I'm moving to Eugene Oregon and I moved my first load of things today uh, to my new place and uh, it's a housing co-op that I am sharing with nine other folks who are all about sustainable living and, you know, figuring out, um, you know, the, like the greenest way to live together as a group. It's nine people on a third of an acre and.
0: Oh my god, we have an actual socialist on the program. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and
2: and then when I was loading my stuff today, my I'm still looking for an office to relocate to, and in, in, in Eugene, I'm gonna uh, get my own office there, and. Uh, one of my housemates is like, "Hey, this place just opened up on top of the Growers Market, and the Growers Growers Market is a like a nonprofit food co-op, and I'll be sharing it with like a couple of other environmental attorneys or like nonprofit people, and it's only hundred dollars a month for rent in this office that's like in downtown Eugene at a food co-op, <laughs> and it was just perfect." Perfect. Hell yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, this whole stressful week is actually coming to a good conclusion.
0: Uh, so in addition to not having to really pay that much for office space, you also are not going to have to pay for groceries ever again.
2: <laughs> right. Exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, that's awesome, man.
0: Yeah, I'm glad that
1: something good went uh, right for you because, man, I, I have not moved in a while, but it's never fun. That is a that is a lot of work. Oh, that's such
0: a drag. Also, that's a haul from Ben to Eugene. Yeah. That's what, like... That's like three... So two and a half. Through, two and a half that's like three good yeah, hours on the three highway. hours. Right? Whew.
1: Yeah, that is pretty far. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you'll get to know uh, that route yeah. quite well <laughs> uh, in, the, in the coming days. Yeah,
2: quit, uh, uh, and it's all going to be in car trips and maybe one pickup. My buddy's coming out to help me, but... <laughs> oh, and my car broke down this
0: week. On top, and, Man, and my... so Brandon, you, you had a... <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! No oh, fuck! No, we I just keep need to keep, keep interrupting on. you at every yeah, moment. We gotta, we gotta float this, man. <laughs> Anyways, also my car broke down this week. We're, we're was- trying to we're trying to float this, so we're we're gonna. Yeah, yeah, no, we're not gonna talk <laughs> about that. Nobody, nobody listened to how Alexis's car <laughs> broke down. Um, let's let's move on to Brendan. Brendan, <laughs> you've you've tried a couple of times. What's your high note for this week?
1: Well, my high note this week is we finally had. The nine-year-old Harry Potter-themed birthday party. Oh, yeah. How did it go?
0: I saw the the wands that you guys made, and they looked amazing.
1: Yeah, we made, like, 30 wands out of hot glue and chopsticks. Yeah. uh, Painted them all up, shined them, sparkled them all up. Uh, It was really great. Uh, I put... A robe on, and stood behind a table with a remote control electric candle, (laughs) and had them point their wands at it, and then would press the button to turn the candle on and off, and their their minds were blown. Oh, that's sick! That one, yeah. Uh, So uh, and so now uh, you know we don't we didn't realize what we were doing, but um, now our entire neighborhood has been transformed into, like, Harry Potter LARPing <laughs> nine-year-olds. Um, we have Quidditch poles in our yard right now. What? Um, yeah, every day, every day. They're just going all, all day, every day. Well, you got, uh, they got robes. They got it all, man. The kids it's, did, it's incredible. The
0: kids are organizing, like, houses and, like, Quidditch oh, leaves yeah. and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's amazing. They're all in. Dude, Halloween around your place is going to be lit.
1: Yeah, well, Stephanie goes all out, man. She uh, she, she did it. everything. She planned the party. The party was amazing. She worked so super hard to make all that stuff. And uh, she, yeah, we had like Quidditch outside. We had Dementors hanging up. She had a sorting hat that she made. She had like this huge cake uh, that she made that base of the cake hold on to it was like the whomping willow was like holding up the cake it was it was incredible it was incredible that's super cool hell yeah their minds were blown
0: no i'm i'm sure they were and uh i guess i guess that kind of like locks you guys into what you're gonna do for halloween right
1: i mean maybe we'll see uh you know we've we've been known to to make some crazy some crazy decisions (laughs) so we'll see how it goes
0: oh that's sick man did nope, we Matthew, lose Alexis? Yeah, it was a
1: lot of fun. Matthew, do you have any
0: uh... Maybe. Oh no, there he is. Okay. Oh,
1: just a weird sound happened.
0: I think my actual high note this week is that uh I got fired from work. Uh through no fault of my own.
1: <laughs> this is where's this going? Yep. It's, this? it's going
0: it's going toward I didn't like that job anyway. And now I have like my Sundays off again, so that I can do stuff like, you know, I've been I've been kinda of thinking about uh trying to check out a DSA meeting, but they only meet on Sunday afternoons and I've been washing dishes at a shitty restaurant every Sunday for the past god knows how long. So now I've got like a little bit of free time. You know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna find a, a place to employ me. Um I, I, I've got a, a couple of lines on employment, but that job absolutely fucking sucked. And I'm not even bummed out about not working there anymore. That that is actually high note for me. Because like I've got I've got a little bit of like personal freedom back and I can start getting engaged in some things that I wanted to do like on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I think
2: I think that's phenomenal that you get to take Sunday off and participate with the DSA. I was huge fan. Uh in defense of the DSA for
0: no, well, just being able to take the Sunday off, like no, nobody should have to fucking work yeah, on a I, Sunday. I was
2: going in defense of the DSA, I would, I would definitely say that Sunday is the most socialist day of the week.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs>
1: right. It's thematically uh, correct.
2: Yeah. it's the day you rest.
1: Yeah, you could finally start that uh, socialists for Ted Cruz uh, like inside job organization <laughs> right. that you always wanted.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna do the, the new the new like socialist project Veritas and now I have my weekends free to pursue that.
1: <laughs> yeah Yo, no you should just like go to you know door to door and be like hey I'm a socialist and I support Ted Cruz and be, have people be like, oh ooh, I guess maybe I just won't vote this year. I don't know.
0: <laughs> we should be doing that thing though, because uh there was that you know like Ted Cruz's campaign sent out that mailer that looked like a like an official oh, thing, oh, like a jury for, summons. Yeah, or whatever, it looked yeah. like a jury summons or like a county. It was like official county business. Opened immediately, and then it was just like a Ted Cruz ad. Um, so there's there's like a lawsuit. Yeah, about, it was like, like
1: it's an emergency. Ted Cruz needs your money. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. But it didn't say that on the front. What it said on the front was like exactly what it would say if you were about to be summoned into court for, uh, like parking tickets or something like that. Uh so what I need to be doing is uh I don't know. I I I'm 100% in favor of the Dems or the left pursuing that kind of strategy just completely misleading fucking propaganda because apparently that's what wins. Yeah. know. <laughs> oh, it's,
2: <laughs> it's a It's kind of an incoherent track to go down. <laughs> what what's the ideology at that point?
0: Uh winning.
1: Well, there's something to be said for, you know, the Democrats don't often know how to make an argument that's compelling to Republicans. Like, you don't see Democrats out there saying, hey, guys, remember when Ted C- Cruz jerked off to porn? Right. Like, remember that? Democrats are like, hey, that's none of our business. Like, you know, and if, because we don't care.
0: But Republicans, some Republicans do care. Yeah, right. No, it's it's beneath us because we don't want to, you know, we're talking about a senatorial seat right now. Like that's, the. you know, we don't want to we don't want to violate the civility. We don't want to violate the norms of <laughs> like, yeah, this guy was actually just looking at, you know, like browsers, incest porn.
1: Right, but they would they would never touch that with a 10-foot pole, even though that actually, if they did run on that, it would be a compelling argument for a lot of conservative Republicans to be like, oh, yeah, I remember, I don't actually like Ted Cruz right. that much. <laughs> Maybe I won't bother voting.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, that's a That's a thing that the Republicans love to do, is just suppress Democratic turnout by bumming them out.
1: There was an ad that they ran in Nebraska when Bernie was running, which was like, for the Democratic primary, a Republican group bought an ad that was like, vote for Bernie because like he supports socialized medicine. <laughs> um, and it was one of those things where it was like they tried to trick people into like, it was an ad that was compelling to the far left, but that also like horrified the far right. right and they're like hey if birdie wins you know double bonus win for us because you know we can we're already ready to campaign against him and stuff so again they're not beneath those tactics and there's a way to do it where it's not disingenuous but you know you have to make it for a different audience right sometimes yeah
0: yeah totally well uh, you know i do own uh the subreddit rpac uh as in pack uh, with the idea of you know just being able to crowdsource a bunch of uh <laughs> like political ads. Oh, I
1: thought that was about deep Pac Man lore. Uh
0: yeah, well it's 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 that right now, but I'd like to <laughs> I'd like to pivot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if anyone's interested, uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at Matt the with the W Alexis Biddle, thank you so much for being with us. My pleasure. Thank you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, Thanks there's... for
1: creating a sustainable future. Uh, <laughs> maybe we can move on to like having a sustainable political environment at some
2: point. Yeah, we're we're all trying. Alexis,
0: is there any place? Uh, is there anything <laughs> Is there anything that you would like to plug or shout out? Is there any place anybody can find you? You used to be on Twitter. You were really good on Twitter. What happened?
3: Uh,
2: yeah, I don't know. I've been a little disillusioned with Twitter in the last nine months or so. Uh, didn't find fair, a lot. Of, fair, didn't didn't fair. find a lot of value out of this shit post. <laughs> and that's fair all. I, and that's all I was following. I should have followed better people, probably. But um, I, <laughs> as far as uh, your listener audience, I'd say go check out 1000 Friends of Oregon. That's where I work, and we're an awesome organization. Uh, we protect farm and forest land and make better communities through better urban policy.
0: They do do that. They're amazing. Yeah, go and check them out. Brendan Williams. Um, this has been a very strange, fraught week, and uh, I'm, I'm glad that you were willing to even record tonight. I, I wasn't sure.
1: Yeah, the, I mean, you know, again, the, this is not a timely episode, but I definitely wanted to, to talk about it. But next week, I think it's it's the spooky times are, are starting.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, starting next week, we're going to have a bunch of cool... Uh, spooky content for you for the month of October, because uh, I really like how are
1: taking over your country, yep. oh. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, uh, it, it, might, it might actually be nice for people to be able to, like, sublimate their, like, political existential malaise into uh, just, like, ghost stories and shit. We've got some cool guests lined up. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, please come and rejoin us. Uh, we are on Twitter at Liquid Understore Flannel. Uh, you can find the podcast—I don't know where are you listening to it right now. It's probably SoundCloud or iTunes or whatever. It'll like us, you know, give us give us likes, share it around to your friends. It's great. Um, yeah, we'll see you next week. Thank you, Alexis. Thank you, Brendan.
2: My pleasure. Thank you, guys.
1: Thank you, America. <laughs>